Thank you for listening to Genuine Uplift. This is an excerpt of our men's Bible study. Topic is mental growth, the Christian walk. I pray this blesses you as it blessed me. Thank you and enjoy. So uh, we're going to start with prayer, then I got kind of like some, some dialogue, and then we're going to get into everything. So, y'all ready? Uh, yeah. Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for this day as well. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come together and to learn more. You learn more of your word. God, I ask that you touch every mind, um, every heart, every ear, every eye that um, that watches, Lord, and that is here. Touch every mouth that we speak only of you, God, and fill us with your Holy Spirit that we learn everything that we're supposed to during this time. Um, thank you for this moment, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, today, I was kind of going through, uh, it's kind of like what I've been going through it. So it's mental growth. So it's not to become a living sacrifice. So one thing I want to ask y'all, like, what do, you, do y'all think mental growth is important? Yeah, most definitely. You said uh, mental what? Mental growth. Oh, yeah. Most, yeah. Most, like, without your mind, Nothing else, like you can't no one can succeed and it's like this with anything. This with like your uh walk with God, this with your career, like with anything. If your mind is not growing, you not growing. Like your mind, if you can control your mind, you can control your life. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody else got any other input? And that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. I agree too. Like, especially like with everything. Like, in you know, God tell you something, or you see something is like you. You want to change, but if you don't change your mind first, then you know you might as well not even do it. So going off of that, um, one thing that the mind does start is like our actual Christian walking, you know, you know sacrifice. So uh, there's well. Uh, that I want to highlight as far as when it comes to mental growth, but like I told y'all, we're going to be going to Ephesians 4, 23, but I mean 30, 31, but um, these two, and I, I actually share my screen um, as well so y'all can see it, uh, is 22 to 23. This is the Amplified version. Hold on, let me back up some. All right. So, um, that regarding your pre, this is Ephesians 4, 22 to 23, uh, that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And then uh, Romans 12, 2, uh, this says, uh, do not and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the will of God, uh, what the will of God is. Sorry, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. So um, going off of this. Um, one thing that I noticed when I was reading this too is like, it doesn't say like, you know, you're just supposed to just change your mind like that. Like once you change your mind, like it should be no going back, it should be nothing 
towards it. But right here, like even in Romans 12, it says be transformed, be progressively changed as you mature spiritually. I know some other versions may say continually change. Um, just some of these versions uh, kind of go into that. So what, um, what are your takes on like it being framed like that, that it's like progressive or continually or whatever the case may be? Look, I don't, I don't think we were ever meant to be perfect. There's only been one perfect being to ever walk this earth. It was Jesus Christ. And so our job as Christians is to continually pursue God and to continually pursue those things that he has for us and to continually minister to other people every day. Like we're never a finished product. We are never done. We've never done enough to like, receive his full grace. So every day we progress in and every day we build in our mind so that we can get to that place where we want to be, where he wants us to be in that place ultimately where we can affect other people's lives. Yeah. I think kind of like how we, uh, we started out. So, I mean, mentally you have to be there, be ready to commit to, you know, living that Christian lifestyle, living, uh, walking that Christian walk. And then of course it is uh, something that progresses. Like it's not something that takes place instantaneously. Um, you know, I heard it said best once, like uh, a pastor at a church that I used to attend, he was like, you know, the goal is not to be, he was like, well, the goal is not to be because you'll never be sinless, but it's to sin less. Right. Meaning, you know, you get there mentally to where you don't want to do those sinful things. And then as you, you know, stay committed to that, and as you progress in your faith and you read the scripture more and you get closer to God, then the desire to sin will, you know, lessen and therefore you'll end up sinning less, not that you'll be sinless. Right. So, right. I definitely agree with uh, David and Dyson. Uh, like sometimes we, sometimes new believers, like you will get so caught up in thinking like you have to be perfect. You you're not gonna fall. You're not gonna like sin or whatnot. In which in reality, that's that's false. Um, I think some Christian like give like new believers like a bad rep and a bad perception. Like man, you got to be perfect. You got to do this. You have to do that. Like you're not gonna fall. Um, but one thing I can say as we try to get closer to God, as we become closer to God, we uh, we feel His grace and mercy. And once you like, once you commit certain sins, because sin sometimes sin is intentional. You can't intentionally sin, and that's the part where like we can get messed up in. But as you come closer to God, if you intentionally sin and you don't get a conviction from that sin, that is where like the downfall comes in. It, like we all gonna sin, but if you when you become comfortable in your sin, that is when you have to give yourself a reality check. Like, right, I can't be comfortable in this sin. I have to be more Christ-like. Although no one is perfect, but we all can be more Christ-like. And once we um, and again, like, I think we just give like we put too much pressure on this. Like uh, David was saying, we'll never be able to receive, like, never be enough for God's grace. Like, we cannot earn his, like, his, it is given right. to us. So when you try to constantly be perfect and whatnot, you just put so much unnecessary pressure on you. Like, it's ridiculous. So you, I say you just, like, take it at a day at a time. Once you get close to God and let God fill you up, that is when you will get uncomfortable when you sin, and that is when you become more Christ-like. Okay. Yeah, like, man, I ain't going to talk too long because, yeah, they, they already preached. But, no, seriously, um, I was literally dealing with that, like, a few days ago. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, I was just like, God, 
I don't know about you, but like you ever find, especially when you have low moments and you find yourself like, before you say, I thank you, Lord, for this day, when you're praying, you're like, Lord, forgive me for my sin, just in case you die that next second. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm repent right now before we even get started. Um, but um, um, I was just, I remember like just that morning, just like God had to reveal to me, I love you. Like, like this, that scripture is saying how it, we continually press on toward him just shows his grace because the human experience is, it's not just instant. You know, so it's very true to the human experience and that like God's grace is sufficient for you. Like, yo, he wants you to continue to press towards. And like that just that does give a lot of hope and for a lot of new Christians and old Christians that learned God wrong. The belief in he's a hard taskmaster when he's when he is a loving father, you know. So that is a hope that we can know that, hey, not only will, you know, you're fine. Like, hey, get back on. But you will eventually sin less. You will eventually you know, come to a place where you won't be thinking like you used to think as long as you stay focused on him and eat of his word and keep focusing on the good things as, you know, as the Bible tells us. So, yeah, most definitely. So all that combined, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like when you look at building a relationship with God and building a relationship, you know, knowing Jesus, like, okay, so what does a Christian really mean? So, like, what does it really mean to be a Christian? You know, most people stop at, you know, or is believing in Jesus and that's it. Which I mean, of course, that is like a key and core component. But I think one thing that we forget to talk about is like it's an actual walk that Christians supposed to take once you become a Christian. And once you become a Christian, you're supposed to walk a certain way. You're supposed to talk a certain way. You're supposed to be set a certain example um, for others. But of course, like it's it's growing into that. So um, I think a lot of uh, the 17 to 31 it talks about a lot of aspects of that Christian walk. Um, so, uh, who wants to read 17 through 20? I got it. I got it. I'm reading out of the Christian standard Bible. So therefore I say this and testify in the Lord, you should no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But this is not how we came to know Christ. So it, I like to me, let y'all see how y'all feel too. But for me, I take it like okay. When they when they when they saying that the unbelieving Gentiles or whatever the case may be, I kind of categorize that as like. Um, and like the difference between being saved slash being like seeking is running is not understanding. Like even if you don't have a certain position, you're like, okay, I want to seek it. But in this instance, it's like, okay, the heart is hurting. Like they're comfortable, like the angel was saying, like they're too comfortable. The morals is all just like completely off. Like it, I had to look up futility just to make sure I understood it. Like it's pointless and, and uselessness. Like your thinking is pointless because you may be enjoying it now, but later on it's not. And so for us as Christians, it's like okay, in Christ, you know, we didn't learn to be this way. And so um, for that, it's like it's taken on further on into the, the scripture. It kind of does talk about 
how we are supposed to be examples. You know? I like too, like when we're doing this, um, while we're being examples, we want to make sure that we don't forget um, where we came from, and also not to like more so to hold them accountable, to highlight them. Like that's why you know I think that's why certain people shy away from being. You know, all up here. Like they don't, they're not relatable. They, you know, it's like, well, now we, we're here at this point too, but, you know, we, we learned and then we, we grew to each other. So that, I think that's what, that's what I got from that. Anybody else? First off, it sounds like you keep going underwater. So it does. Let me, yeah. let me grab mine. I thought I was the only one that noticed that. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I thought maybe it was my computer. I was like, I said, is that Mark doing the same thing? <laughs> See, I saw Larche's face, and then I was like, all right, that ain't just me. It ain't me. <laughs> right, I was like, like, is that just me? I was like, maybe it's my internet. <laughs> I'm looking at my connection, like, do I need to pause a couple devices? Right, I was doing the same thing. I was like, is that me? About the right. He's still underwater. He's trying to say something, but I can't. I don't know what he's saying. Though. Yeah, you probably got to put some uh, earphones in. Okay. Can y'all hear me better? Yeah, yeah. that sounds better. Yeah. How dare y'all let me say all that? Man, yeah, I, thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be wrong. We all assume that other people could hear. <laughs> exactly. That's, I'm that's not, what I'm not repeating it. No. I heard you, though. I heard okay, you. Okay. I, I, I could get it. I got what you were saying. Okay. But, uh, as for me, like I read this part, right, and then it's like one thing that really resonated with me is like you should no longer live as the Gentiles, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that no longer live to me is like I recognize that you've been living this life up to this point, but like now that you starting your new Christian journey, like you don't live that way no more. And then they go on and they talk about how the Gentiles are, right? And as we reading this no matter which translation you kind of reading out of, you start to hear like, that sounding a lot like the world. That sounding a lot like the people on Twitter. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that sounding a lot like the people who talk down on Christians. Like, oh, you're a Christian? Like, couldn't be me. I I have to sleep with other people. Like, it's, it was just like crazy listening to that and then reading how we are supposed to act. Right. I know uh, when the first when um after David read it, the um it's in Matthew and Mark, but I know in Matthew is chapter twenty one when Jesus curses the fig tree. Yeah. And um and he said the reason he cursed the fig tree is because it didn't bear any fruit. And the fruit of our of, of us being proven as Christians is the fruit that we bear, the fruit that looks like God, our fruit being the way we walk, our daily actions, our life. And we know that we're not saved by our works. We're saved by faith in God. But it is through our faith in the Lord that we produce what looks like him. And so our Christian walk looks like Christ. It looks like not being greedy and selfish. It looks like not gossiping about people. It looks like you keeping yourself holy uh, sexually and, and, and holy in your thoughts. I mean, you know, it's about producing that fruit. And if you're not producing the fruit of what the Bible tells us a Christian looks like, then you have to question if you're a Christian at all or if you're just using the title. 
I mean, I, I definitely agree with uh, everything that's been said so far. But one one aspect that I want to point out, I, I'm reading from the Every Man's Bible, which is like the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. And so in my version, it talks about how the Gentiles are hopelessly confused and that their minds are full of darkness. And then they have no sense of the shame, you know, kind of the things that they're doing. So to me, that's kind of like you don't know better. Like to me, that's like they're still in the world because they're they're lost. They're confused about a lot of things. So I would say that they're not intentionally doing anything bad necessarily. They're just lost. They don't know. That's good right there. And we were once like those people. Now that we know better, we're supposed to do better. It's, you know, kind of how I took it when I was reading. And then, you know, I just, I thought back to like, you know, kind of like in Hebrews, like it's like chapter 10, it's like verse 26 or maybe it's 27 or something like that. And Mm -hmm. it talks about how like, you know, once you become aware of the Lord and, you know, you know the commandments and and God's laws and things like that, you can't continue to do the things that you were doing because if you do, then, you know, that's when you you receive that full full punishment and that full judgment from God kind of thing. Um, So I was looking at this kind of like these people were ignorant and now we're we're now so becoming aware as to now that we're aware you know, we can't go back to doing what they're doing because we know better at this point. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely, like, agree with everything that y'all are saying. Man, it's it's awesome. What I got out of it was, outside of what y'all got, I'm not going to repeat what y'all said because mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing I did get out of this was on, uh, I'm looking at the NLT. We all got different, different translations. But it's a, right. they live for lust for pleasure. And when I got out of this was like us as Christians or us as believers, like we, again, we fall sometimes. Right. And the difference between some people that beat themselves up when they fall and like, man, I don't deserve God's grace. Or man, God, God don't love me anymore. Let me just continue to indulge in their sin and not even turn back to him because I'm disappointed in myself. I'm ashamed of myself. But us as believers, we have to realize that you're going to fall. On this scripture, it say they live for lust for pleasure. Yeah, we don't live for lust for lust for pleasures, although we sometimes follow. See, that's the difference between believers and non-believers. Believe non-believers, they actually live for that. Mm-hmm. Us as believers, we live for God, but occasionally we gonna fall. We gonna fall into sin. Right. So that's just one thing that stuck out um, to me that we all gonna fall, but we don't have to like like dwelling when we fall because God, again, God's grace is like sufficient for everything. And although we do fall, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us anymore. That doesn't take effect that like we not, we not far away from God because we fail. Yeah. But that's one thing that I got out of it outside of what y'all said. No, yeah, that's, that's good. Cause like, you know, I know myself, you know, shame and condemnation can really, it can really stick on someone cause they like, yeah. Can God really forgive me of this? Like, you know, he, you know, it's like he punished this person in the Bible for much less, and I did this. So what? What's gonna go? What's gonna happen? <laughs> you know, like yeah. what's really the point? So that's, I felt that one right there. Yeah. That. So that, you know, but that's where Jesus comes in. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, who wants to do twenty-one through twenty-four? There's no take this. I'll do it. It's up to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. Can y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. All right, so 21 says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be, a like, created to be like God, 
truly righteous and holy. Man. So it's like, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff. So I know what I said, like, you know, um, you know, we're, we're putting off our old self. So it's like, okay, we knew how we were. We knew how we were like stuck on our flesh. Like you said, like living through the lust of our, you know, of our own, of our own flesh. So we're being selfish, you know, it's a lot of things that we're being. So it's like, we're being regenerated and being renewed. And I want to like, pinpoint like the words regenerated and renewed and because like it's not like it's it's that like I said before like it's that it's that continually so those verses touch on the continually and the progressively and everything like that so that's one thing like I know I got from this like uh like you were saying before the end of like um I think sometimes like we're always striving to be like perfect instead of try, striving to just like progress into what we're supposed to be so it's like when we're striving to be perfect and we fall or like our old self comes back up it's like dang i did all this for nothing like i i ain't learned nothing from this like i didn't even give myself up and like that's when you're stuck in your shame your condemnation but i think if you really focus on what the what the word says it's like you know a saint may fall seven times but you know he gets back up so someone who's who's stuck in you know stuck in their own ways or a lot or not really focus on their Christian walk when they fall, like you said, they're going to be just in it. Like, well, oh, well, I tried. So that's what I got from it. It's like we're not controlled by it. Yeah. Uh, what I got out of it was, and that was good, uh, Carton. Um, like you said, it's a continuous. Like, we got to renew our mind every day. If you don't renew your mind, like, it's... I know when I don't renew my mind, when I don't get in the Bible, I feel out of place. I'm like, man, the devil gonna be after me today because he, right. he knows if you don't be, if you don't feed your mind with the Word of God, even if you don't even read the Bible every day, just keep like just talk like like if I don't, I read the Bible probably like two or three days out of the week. Mm-hmm. The rest of the days, I just try to fellowship with God, like by just talking to Him throughout the day. Man, God, thank you, and yep. God, let me just hear you more. Let me be more like you. Renew me. And whatnot and all those different things. That's why I try to renew my mind every day. Sometimes it get it get hard. Like yeah. I don't feel like I don't feel like doing it today, but that's why we have to stay committed and stay consistent. Gotta renew our mind every day, because that's what the enemy like to do it. If we don't renew our mind, he'll try to creep in there. He'll try to man, you fail yourself. Go on there, just go to hell six with this girl. Go. It ain't, it ain't nothing. Just, just yeah. go and do that right because that's what we gotta do. We gotta attack the enemy. Without uh, with the word of God and also without without word, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's one more thing I was about to say. Um, oh, go back to when we fall. When I fall, I get convicted. A lot of us as believers, we don't get convicted when we fall, and that is where we the line come in and where we have to be bold in God. Yeah, being bold in God, knowing that. Like certain things is not God like. Like now, although I'm gonna do this, I know it's not God like, and I know the Holy Ghost is gonna convict me. Some of us is not bold as a lion in our daily walk and our Christian walk. When you're not bold in your walk, that is when the enemy will creep in. Mm-hmm. When you're not bold in your walk, that is when you don't renew your thoughts every day. If you bold in your walk with Jesus, you're gonna renew your thoughts, you're gonna stay consistent with God. And also if you have a genuine a genuine relationship with God, you're gonna wanna talk to your father. 
Yeah. You're not gonna go days without talking to your father. You see how a genuine relationship with God. A lot of us just read the Bible, just to be reading the Bible. Don't have like a genuine relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That really, and that really, it really shows. Although it's none of our business, but right. this really shows like who is really like uh, running after God for real, or those just in the Bible just to say they're in the Bible. You just, I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I would, yeah, amen. Everybody clap. Yeah, everybody listen, clap. that was great. Um, yeah, um, I really um, want to stress also because I, I found myself, I found myself doing it uh, for those that may be watching. Um, that like, I know he mentioned uh, being convicted. Hold on, hold on, so it's more than it's more than us somewhere. No, it, it's not. No, I'm talking about like <laughs> you know, supporting I, it. So I was saying like you yeah, know, it's, like if he put it out there, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I was more so, um, uh, so like, I know like we get convicted. Like I know, like, cause we're, we're Christian. We, we know we, um, hello. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's some popped we, on the screen. I was like, it. time up. Yeah, I was like, we, yeah, we said, yeah they, they gave up. me a time gift. The Lord, oh, the Lord okay. let us, oh, oh. the Lord let oh, us keep no. going. So they, <laughs> I rebuked that. Um, so <laughs> no, like we all, like we all, um, get convicted. Um, even even children that haven't accepted Jesus get convicted about things because the flesh can can be grieved, but that but the flesh can't repent. And what I and often I know the last the analogy I got was I remember I was over Carson's house a few days ago actually, and I was like, man, man, like I need to get back in shape. I need to start running. I just rubbed my stomach, and I was just like, you know, yeah, I feel bad about my stomach. And a lot of us will feel a lot of us will like. Hey, I feel bad about my situation. Yeah, I'm still doing whatever, but they don't actually do anything about it, you know? And like, yeah, like conviction, and I, I totally agree, but I, I think we really need to get serious um, more so for us as Christians to like really, okay, I need to make deliberate decisions daily. And that's why it is important to renew our minds daily because um, the battlefield is in the mind and that, uh, the fact that uh, like we have to feed, we really have to feed every day. Like, like um, I, it was a quote that I heard that was saying, I don't pray for long, but I don't go a long time without praying. You know, like, hey, if, if you ain't just sitting an hour in your prayer closet or whatever, you ain't got to light a candle and all this stuff. But like throughout the day, you pumping gas. Thank you for this. You know, why are you in the store or something? Because that stuff pop up quick. And if you're not actually thinking and have word in you to combat those situations, you're like, you, you get caught up in feelings and caught up in what's going on around you. So yeah, every day, every day you need to like a prayer, a, a scripture, like those little devotionals, even like those apps, something because not, not to be paranoid because God is all powerful. But when you slip in, it just take a little bit and it grow over time. And you'd be like, how did I get here? You know, and I, and I that's one thing like, we as Christians must watch out for it and make sure that like we don't let any little cracks, you know what I'm saying? Not to be perfect, but to be deliberate and intentional as much as we can every single day. Yeah, I like what uh, D'Angelo and Larche both said as far as like, you know, um, using the word conviction, right? Because a lot of people will feel like, oh man, I feel bad for sinning. So that means, you know, um, that I'm, I'm truly like, you know, convicted as far as like wanting to do right and wanting to walk right spiritually. But kind of like the example Larche used, like with him getting a little bit bigger these days, like 
I mean, I feel bad about it, but I'm not convicted to go run or do anything about it. So it's kind of like, you have to have that conviction too. So yeah, you fell down, but are you convicted enough to like stop falling down, like turn around, turn away from whatever it is that you're doing? Like, do you have the conviction to turn away from it or to repent from it, right? Because a lot of people think repent just means to like, you know, ask God for forgiveness, but repent, the word itself actually means to turn away. So like, you have to stop what you're doing and then turn away from it. Like <laughs> you got to do, you know, it's like a twofold act right there. People don't realize that. And so you know, it's, it's really like, are you, are you ready to like turn away from what you're doing? Like, are you convicted enough to turn away from it? Or do you just feel bad you did it, but I'm gonna go do it again. The, the next time the opportunity presents itself. So. Amen. That's good. All right. So, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna read the next one. Uh, it's just going to be, uh, 25. All right. So, uh, therefore, rejecting all falsehood, rather lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth, each one with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. All right, that's Amplified Version. They, love, they, add, they add things, but it really speaks to me a little bit more because it's like, you know, you can say don't lie, but sometimes we don't think we're all that comprised of. And so I know that's something like um, that me personally, like that's something that I've had to like kind of work on myself is not that, you know, I'm compulsively or pathologically lying, but it could be real, like it could be rooted in fear. So mine's is more so rooted in fear. So if I have a fear of something or I think something been happening because of this or I'm fearing this. So I'm going to go ahead and lie because I don't want it to happen. So I'm thinking this is going to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and lie. And I really believe, like, all right, I'm going to tell the truth. And the truth going to set me free. And whatever happened, happened. Like, just, like, I'm controlling my own destiny at that point. And so it's, like, I'm thinking uh, the challenge is bigger than God. or It's bigger than Jesus. And so it's, like, it's challenging to stop, in a sense, like, because uh, that's, like, continue renewing your mind. And you're not perfect, but you're progressing. But it's, like, it's nothing that's bigger than God. So like for me, I had to go to God and be like, show me myself, show me my blind spot, show me what I'm missing when it comes to this. Cause I don't want to, you know, do this in a panic. I don't want to lie in a panic. I want to have more control over my mind. I want to have more control over myself. And so, you know, that's when he, you know, he shows you what it is. And then that's when you give it to him and take action to change that. So I know I had a lot to say about that. Cause I, I can fall from that myself. So yeah, I have I have a lot to say about this as well. So like me, um, I mean, you know, y'all know me pretty well. So, you know, I, I don't really do the whole conflict thing. Like I avoid conflict a lot. So mine is um, like when something's bothering me, I'd be like, no, it's cool. Or I mean, I'm not worried about it or it's not a big deal. Like I do that a lot and that's mine. Or, you know, not, you know, wanting to say like in that moment, like, hey, yeah, that really bothered me. That really upset me. And then, you know, kind of like, you know, playing it off when really in all truthfulness, I was very upset by like whatever it was that you did or that you said. And then I turned around a lot to you in that moment because I didn't want it to turn into like, you know, a, a conflicting situation. I didn't want, I didn't want the smoke. Like as the, as the kids say these days, I, I didn't want, I didn't want the smoke. So, you know, I sat there and was like, nah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's cool when really it was a big deal. So, you know, definitely I, I felt something about that when I was reading that verse as well, um, just because, you know, that's, that's something that I struggle with too, just from, you know, not one, like, not one to really be able to, um, 
to say something that I know might, you know, turn into a situation and then, you know, just, just being fearful, kind of like Carlton said of like, whatever else may transpire from me, like telling you how I really feel in that moment. Yeah. And let me pose a question on it because the very next verse is be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Right. But like, like you said, sometimes in that moment, you, you don't really be wanting that smoke. You don't really be wanting that confrontation. Surely God don't want us to just be out here arguing with people every single time they make us mad. So like as Christians, how do y'all think we should handle this? If we not trying to lie to you and be like, nah, ain't nothing wrong. Like, how do we handle that? And that's a, because, that's a tough one right there. Yeah. Just like, I'm like, like, said, like, can y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Just like Dyson said, I used to be the same way, and I'm still growing out of that uh, out of that phase. Whereas, man, I just I want to say anything. The person could be wrong. The person could be I could be right. And I just don't like conflict or what. I don't want to hurt um, anybody's feelings or whatnot. And I also, and I think that kind of pick it back on like worrying about how people view me or like how people gonna like how people look at me and whatnot and mm. not so much of pleasing people, but I always want people to be on my side. Mm. So I think that where that came from or comes from when like, I don't want to tell the truth about a situation because I know if I tell the truth, this person probably going to perceive the wrong way and probably going to be like, man, this man crazy or man, you, you really not my friend or whatnot. So, but God been working on me with that area right there. Like, man, no, sometimes some battles you need to speak up for yourself, but some battles you can just be like, nah, it's not even worth it. But as I become closer to God and like, man, I don't care what people think of me, the truth start coming out more. Not so much as talking down on somebody, but I always coming correct and letting people know how I feel about a subject or whatnot. As I started to do that, that is when I started to grow like, yeah, it's not on you how this person perceived or what you just said. If if they take it the wrong way, it's on them as long as you spoke your truth and as long as you bold in yourself and know who you are and not worrying about what people are going to think about you from speaking your truth. Yeah, man, you've you done a good job. You you did. You, you you fulfilling yourself. You becoming more the person that you are and whatnot. And it also spoke to me about lying, man. That's a That's a big one with me telling like little white lies like although i could be joking but it's still a lie mm-hmm. uh, bad telling lies not telling the truth in every situation to avoid confrontations um speak truth with one another with his neighbor because we all are one and that part right here is very i think it's very important and it said for we all we for we are all parts of one another we are all parts of the body of Christ. And this is this is very important because a lot of people don't get this. A lot of Christians talk down on other Christians. A lot of believers talk down on other believers. And what they don't know is that we all are one in Christ. So if you're talking down on this person, you constantly let this person walk in darkness and not trying to correct this person. Because it's a, it's a way that you can correct a person without talking down on them. For example, if somebody telling lies, and be like, man, you probably, this is how I come to people. If somebody comes to me about, like they, I'm just using an example. They telling lies. I'd be like, man, yeah, it's, it's so, you know what I'm saying? We all make mistakes. <laughs> but it's a, like, you can renew yourself. You can come close to God and you can stop telling lies today. A lot of Christians be like, 
man, God don't like you because you're telling lies. You you gonna go to hell because you're telling lies instead of like trying to correct the person in love. So that is what I got out of that that um that scripture right there convicted me. And you uh you convicted me yourself, uh Dyson. Cause I need to be more progressive in telling the truth and speaking up for myself and whatnot. I'm I'm in the same boat. Like that's why that's why I shared that. I'm in the, I'm in the same boat with that. As far as like you know, making sure you know, kind of like the perception thing. Like I don't want to be the angry person. Like I don't you know, and then just not wanting the conflict. So, man, I um, I I made sure I got a a a minor in in uh and <laughs> uh not telling the truth. Like I never lied. <laughs> But I made sure you didn't know the part I wanted to hide. Like, yo, I mastered at that um, before I was before I truly gave myself over to the Lord. Um, but no, I know um, if you all know me for an extended period of time, I had absolutely no backbone at all. And so one, two things that came to mind as I was reading this was um, love, talking to someone in love and being a coward. And to point out, because my main thing was, I was reading in the in book of Revelation where it was talking about uh, those that are outside the gate. And it says that cowards go to hell. And I was like, how, why, what they do? Because most people, if you, you think if you're a coward, you're not doing a lot. And if you're not doing a lot, you're probably not sinning, right? That's how I, that's how I put it in my head, except for the fact if you're a coward, you probably don't do what is right when you're supposed to. Anything, and that, which means you're probably disobeying God when God tells you to do something. And anything that is against the will of God is therefore sin, and therefore you have no place in him. So that's one thing that I use to convict myself when I'm in a position to uh, lie or tell half-truth, or simply I'm too afraid to do whatever God tells me to do. It's, even if it's really obscure, like go outside your car, go to this store and get this lady some money. You know, like some, anything random where I'm just like, God, that's, that's a lot of work. That's crazy, right? Um, so that's one thing. Anything that causes you to do opposite of the will of God because of fear is automatically sin. So that's one thing as far as conviction. In regards to um, letting the sun go down, not letting the sun go down your wrath, because I understand, like, I don't think a lot of, any normal person don't want conflict, right? And I think the, the, as far as this is like a relational issue with uh, not just uh, romantic, but just dealing with people in general. And like what I found is a lot of the reason that people are just looking for conflict is because they don't feel like they're heard. And one thing that if you, if you, if uh, the love part is where I'm trying to get at is when you address that person, instead of being in fear of, I don't want this conflict, I will then say, hey, this is a person that I love. This is a person I care about. Unless it's your boss or something, somebody you don't care about, then you know, that's a whole nother thing. But usually, you know, they're, like, it's, hard, it's, it's easiest to lie to people. It's hard, it's, it hurts more, but it's easier to lie to people that we really care about because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And one thing is love tells the truth. It rejoices in truth. That's in, what's that? Second, first Corinthians chapter 14? One of those. When it's talking about love. So if love tells the truth, that means I'm, if I'm lying, I'm dealing in hatred. I don't truly love someone I'm lying to. So I have to question myself, do I really care enough about this person to tell them the truth? And if I do tell them the truth and I know they'll get upset, how can I present this in a way in love 
as um, I think D'Angelo was saying, how can I present this truth in love so they can receive it? And most oftentimes before you speak, making sure that person understands that um, that they were heard. A lot of people, they, they're venting and getting mad because for a long time, they feel like their voice wasn't heard. And so when you establish, oh, I hear, is this what you're saying? I hear you. Usually people can receive what you're saying after that. So David, if you, you know, I know, I know you don't like dealing with people arguing in conflict or whatever, but usually people understand that, you, that you're listening to them and you hear what they're saying. They're, they're usually ready to receive what you have to say. So as far as dealing with conflict with people you care about, I feel like that's a good solution. I would say regarding your question, David, uh, it's, it's a good question. It's a great question because I, I go through that myself. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big empathizer. You know, I, I see the grace in everybody. You know, I don't, I don't really get mad a lot, you know, but it, it, it makes me feel the type of way. It's like I really was offended by what you said, but I'm not going to go off or I'm not going to speak on it because I feel like I'm angry. And so I'm going to just – I'm going to write it out or I'm going I'm to talk to God about it. And then I'll be, I'll be good after that. But I think one thing for me that I have to start doing, uh, I'm a little too passive. I'm a little too passive with it. Like, I, you know, I need to be a little bit more assertive. So it's like, okay, how do you go about it? And not like, okay, not read their mind thinking that, okay, they're going to they gonna react this way. They're going to think like this. So let me not even say this or feel like my feelings are facts. It's like, okay, I feel that they're going to react like this. So that's how they're going to react. But it's like, okay, God, you know, I ain't trying to yell. I ain't trying to argue, you know, but it's like, you know, if it's, cause it tells us what we should be mad, what should be angry at. Uh, I think in the, in those next verses, it's like the matter of morality and justice and ungodly behavior. So it's like, you know, we, we are to speak, I, I would say we are to speak out against those things or against that. And if it attacks us, we are to speak out against it. Um, but it's like how we do it. So it's like you don't, you know, you don't raise your voice. You don't speak vulgar. You don't speak back to them like they spoke to you. So that's like what Larche was saying. Speak it out back in love. It's like okay, what you're saying, but you know, I would like if you don't say that again. Or I really was offended by what you said, but this is how I took it. This is what I think about the situation. You know, it's that on that. But it's making sure that you know if you are angry initially, it's like okay, you mad, you angry. It's probably best that you don't speak right because you may come off as angry and then that's that that's when it leads to anger leads branches off to different things where it's like okay um if i can't speak right now in love if i can't say nothing if i can't calm myself down and speak i am going to just walk away and then i'm gonna come back if it's still on me if it's not on me then it wasn't that serious but if it's still on me i'll come back and say hey bam uh that's what i think about that uh but I don't know. I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Yeah, we progressing. We progressing. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> Me. But but that's that's how I view it. You know, it's like I've been told like I I'll get mad. I write it out. I pray it be gone. But my issue is I bring it up anyway. It's like you know what you made me mad the other day. And like why didn't you say nothing? And it's like well I don't know. And then it's like go ahead and say it. But it's not even on me anymore. So it's like I can't force it out. So it's like, instead of just saying that I was mad at you, it's like, okay, I'm not mad. So why would I even bring up that I was mad? And sometimes it's okay to like, yo, if it's dead, it's okay to like, because it said, don't let the sun go go down on your wrath. So if so there are times where you speak and times where 
it's not necessarily cowardice not to say anything. I know, like, I know for some situations, you know, y'all both may be mad and need to talk it out. But, like, sometimes it's just you, like, yo, chill out. There ain't even no reason to get mad at that. And then after God talked to you, you like, you know what, Jesus, you're right. Yeah, they cut me off in traffic. I didn't have to honk at them seven times and put my middle finger out the window. I didn't have to do that. So, I, God, I thank you. You know, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> of course, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes God deal with you by yourself because a lot of the time, even studies have shown, like, yo, if you sleep on something right before you go to sleep, that 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 you know causes roots in you in your psyche. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's sometimes you just need to deal with it. But if it's like two people and y'all y'all know y'all ain't right with each other, it's best to solve that quickly before resentment starts to settle in. So yeah, most of uh, who 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 want to pray us out? D'Angelo, I do. My shape felt it in the spirit. That's how you knew. <laughs> he already felt it. It's <laughs> crazy. Dear God, thank you for uh, letting us have this good fellowship. God, let us uh, renew our minds as we continue to get on this Christian walk. God, give us knowledge, give us wisdom, give us strength. God, just want to come closer to you, God. Let the devil know, God, that he cannot help us, God. Just renew our minds each and every day. Let us rely on each other. Let us know that there is other believers out here that we can call and that we can uh, call to talk to them about our problems. They're going to pray for us. Show us, God, this takes a community, God. One can kill a 1,000, but two can kill 10,000, God. And let just continue to be with us, God, on this daily walk. Show us, God, that we will have problems in the future. But you sent your son, Jesus, to die for our sins, and you have given your son, Jesus, all power to triumph all sins, God. Give us strength. Give us peace, God. Bless us financially, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, God. Let us dissect this word that we read tonight, God, and let us live this word throughout our lives, God, and each and every day, God. Work on each one of us individually, God. Take everything out of us that is not of you and put everything of you in us, God, and just continue to be with us. God, please the blood of Jesus over everybody that is on this call right now, God. Give uh, all of us protection, God. Just be with us each and every day. Work with our hands. Walk with us. Cover us. Keep your hand over our life and keep your hand over our family life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. I appreciate y'all. Yeah.